Hello and welcome into the Common Denominator Podcast. I am Cooper. With me is Gabe. Hello. Brady is not with us this week. We'll be joining next week. Condolences. <laughs> Condolences, because he might get... Uh, <laughs> I think a lot of his takes from college football from a few weeks ago might be gaslit here. Exactly. Considering Iowa State went into triple overtime at home against University of Northern Iowa yesterday. I mean, tough, tough schedule. Yeah. Definitely. University of Northern Iowa, the powerhouse that they are. Best team in Iowa. <laughs> I'm actually really excited. Um, I guess they still lost Iowa State, so I guess it can't be yeah, the best team in yeah, Iowa. can't be the best team if they lost. Even then, the Hawkeyes would destroy them, too. Uh, regardless, I'm actually really excited for today. Uh, we get to talk football. Football's back. College and NFL. Let's it's been do this. almost a month since our last one due to timing and not a lot going on in sports. So we wanted just to get refreshed and ready for the biggest time of the year the most wonderful time of the year we get the return of football followed by baseball playoffs yep. which all a bunch of fun soccer's back for the few who care we, nobody cares <laughs> anyway we'll hop into basketball's not in season <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about the uh biggest news from yesterday despite being the week one of college football i think the nfl may have overshadowed or at least one or two three two or three teams overshadowed I wouldn't say overshadowed considering all the crazy things that happened in college football yesterday. Um, but when there's a bunch of games Let's cupcakes. take a moment to uh, appreciate what happened in college football yesterday. I'm going to give a big shout-out to Hugh Freeze, who coached from his hospital bed yesterday. We'll get into that later. I haven't we, I'm just giving a shout-out to him. But, uh, uh, yeah, big things going on in the NFL. I think the biggest part of the Houston Texans traded Clowney to the Seahawks for a bunch of nobodies and a third round pick don't you speak about barkevious mingo that way i mean he's getting cut maybe they said he would but i don't really? i never saw anything no there's definitive. no way there's no way he's gonna get cut but i've heard i've heard good things about that defensive lineman or linebacker neither of them back. are bad players no they say the, the linebacker they got back has a high motor type of guy they're both good players. i mean barkevious mingo is not what he was in college but he's still a good player yeah he hasn't been good for a few years but yeah and i i don't the Texans were really tied because Clowney didn't want to sign with the Dolphins, who was their main goal because I think they had a deal all but in mm-hmm. place. And then the Texans were forced to add other things to that deal to make it work without Clowney being a part of, which ends up hurting. I think a lot of the criticism you'll get with this Clowney, I mean, Clowney Trey, I mean, Bill O'Brien, little to no experience as a GM, facing one of the best GMs in all the, all the sport, built the Legion of Boom with a bunch of fourth, fifth, and sixth round picks. I mean, I think it's be, I think any other outcome would have surprised me. Yeah. Um, it, Clowney did have the leverage despite what everybody said, because I think the Texans did have a deal with Miami. Um, even though they had talks with some other teams, they really liked Miami and that's apparent by what happened on, what happened later in the day. Now but, they had to pay Clowney to play for someone else. You could have gotten a little more. You could have. You give me a first round pick and don't give me any of those players. I don't know what exactly the deal was for. I guess is what I'm trying to say. But I mean, maybe if they had that the trade with Miami already in place. Their ideas what they're going to do with the picks because that came pretty quick afterwards. So losing their first round pick this year due to the Miami trade, they were able to gain an extra third, which could help. They were, and then they also lost first round next year. Yeah. And- second round next year. So, I mean, if you get a first or a second back for Clowney, it doesn't matter the players involved. The real issue here is I think think if the Texans had an actual GM in place, which they're going to get one next year when they hire that guy they were tampering with once he's out of his contract next May after post-draft. So, in reality, they probably wouldn't have gone all in, trading away a lot of future picks. But if they had known, they would have an actual scouting front to deal with. But, like, they have no head of the snake for their scouting department. Mm-hmm. There's no face. There's no, they have. I think. I think it's fair to say, almost fair to say that at least from like. Maybe not from a draft perspective, but like, Bill Bryan's already passed what Brian Gain ever did for the Texans. Like at least he's trying. Yeah, um, and it, I think O'Brien's gone out of his way to get the players that he knows are needs. I agree. Um, I, I think the biggest takeaway from yesterday is, yeah, at least they're trying. I think, but also, the thing is with O'Brien is, I think honestly, I think with the luck retirement, it really put him 
especially with Calvin Nair stepping up last year and especially seeing him fire Brian Gay, which shocked everyone because mm-hmm. nobody thought he would step up and do it. I would be shocked if Cal hasn't said, you got to win the division or you're gone. I think they're the division favorites. They are, but I'm saying, I think Cal said, if you don't win this division, despite Andrew Luck retiring, you're gone. And maybe even with Luck yeah. there, he said, if you don't win this division, you're gone. I mean, I, I hope he is. I mean, I I still think... Not O'Brien, a Bill O'Brien fan. Somewhere Never going to win a Super Bowl. Somewhere in there, there's a good coach in O'Brien. I don't know what are the, the schematics behind what stops him. Maybe uh, maybe him not relegating the offensive coaching duties properly. Because the last couple of years, he was the actual offensive coordinator and didn't hire anyone behind him. Could be... Which takes away from his other jobs as... A, but they hired a new OC. I don't know if he's calling plays. They they promoted him. They didn't hire him. Well, hired him. He's not going to call plays. O'Brien's going to call plays. He called plays in the preseason, but that's... It, it worked really, in O'Brien the... said he's going to call plays this year, and that's where the problem is. It's like it's the same thing that got Les Miles fired at LSU. He refused to fire Cam Cameron. Bill O'Brien is refusing to give up those play-calling duties. So he's now a head coach. He's also a GM and an OC. This dude has too much on his plate. If he just focused on coaching maybe he'd be a good coach i'm still not convinced i still i also think i think o'brien is not a terrible play caller i think his issue is he can't be a play caller and still try to coach it be the head coach of his team which is why he needs to relegate one of the duties and he's the head coach so he should relegate calling the play yeah because we've seen before where when he would take over the play calling duties for previous ocs that he had that decided not to be and then not being good hires because he hasn't done a good job hiring staff around him other than Cornell. Okay. But even then, I mean, he's been good. He's been every. Yeah. I mean, I would say he was he was a better defense coordinator than uh what, what's his face? I can't think of his name. The Titans coach. Oh, Vrabel. Yeah, Vrabel. Yeah. Vrabel's defense was bottom half of the league. Maybe injuries cost him that, but still. I would be. I think. There's a lot of times where O'Brien's been the play, main play caller where we've seen him. I think O'Brien's at his best when he's shorthanded. He's he's a better coach when he... I don't know about that one. I mean, tell me the amount of times, especially like in his first couple years, where he had a like all his quarterbacks get hurt. He had to bring someone off the street and, and coach him up. Two and fourteen. No, that they didn't go two and fourteen on O'Brien. Four and twelve. That was different though. Whatever it that was. team wasn't good. They no 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 that team was good. They gave up on him. Yeah, and that's that's another flaw of Bill O'Brien. He's not a player's coach. I think they, they give up on him. There's a lot of politics. I have no respect too. for a coach who loses a locker room like that. But I, I think he's not, I don't think he's actually lost the locker room right now. I think, especially, he has Watson, which is all he, which is really all he needs behind him. Yeah, because everyone else will follow Watson. It's true. The issue is I don't know how the clowny thing shakes out. Me, I, I would assume based off the reaction of uh, the Miami fan. A Miami locker room before Tunsil got traded. That that's not going to shake out too well. Not in Miami. Miami's in full tank mode. But I would assume Tunsil which again puts Josh Rose in a really would bad be a spot. good voice to have in the locker room too. Yeah, if they're really which I'm fine with that. I mean, we haven't really had a lo- a strong locker room presence from a lineman since right um, Myers more than anyone. Dwayne Brown, Chris Myers. Yeah. I, I don't know. If, I think Myers is probably more outspoken as a leader. I agree. But the thing is. I think the Clowney trade sucked, but I think if you put all the trade together, like bulk it in together, I think this is about what the Texans were going to give up and give back, other than maybe the, one of the first-round picks. Cause I, the, they really didn't want to give up Tunsil without being – I think, in a way, I think they easily somehow convinced them to give up Tunsil for only an extra first-round pick yeah. over Clowney, which is odd. So here's where I stand up. In yesterday's trades, I, I do really like the Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills acquisition, um, especially with the health of Kiki Kuti up in Kenny the air Stills all the time. Two he's only missed two games in his career. He's 27 years old. Good slot receiver. He's a good receiver. Yeah, um, I think yesterday the Texans when I when we woke up yesterday morning were a nine and seven football team. They have a ceiling of maybe ten and six, they, or eleven and five now. When they traded Clowney, they moved down to a five and eleven football team. And then when they made that That's other deal, they're now return. like a ten and six football team. I do think the thing is, Clowney was never going to play for him, and so we will. They, I think they handled it weird. 
they obviously got some players back that might play. Usually, especially with Cornell's defense, you never know what he can shape up out of a guy. And but like, I'm not. I don't. That trade was awful from what you expect Clowney would be worth. He'd be mm-hmm. probably a smidge below what Mac and Donald would be worth in the trade market. Probably. Like I wouldn't say next, smidge. The, I'd the say next he'd still tier, be significantly he'd be the tier below. below. He'd be yeah. more closer to like what Oliver Vernon was worth. Agree. Probably ahead of him because I think he's better than Vernon. And honestly, Clowney's had his issues with the Texans. A lot of injuries didn't play a lot in mm-hmm. most of his. He played a lot the last two years. Had a. A lot of offsides issues that may have, may or may not cost him a few key games last year that would have put him in different spots and different yep. situations. I think one against the Colts in December at home really sticks out. Then he had that um, what was it, non-sportsmanlike conduct in a game he wasn't even playing in. Yeah, but and then the game against the Eagles, but I think that one is more kind of an unfair QB yeah. hit. Like just give the quarterback. Here's where I stand on it. Yes, Clowney wasn't going to play for the Texans. And they they, got, they, they got didn't get enough back for him. The thing is, they got the they got nothing back that I expected. I thought they would at least maybe get a second for him, and just do the second, don't get players. But yeah, if you look at it from a team's perspective, if they trade Clowney and just got picks and no linebackers, they have maybe like one or two linebackers on roster that could actually that play fits their skill set. I think they're not going to lose all that much with Clowney. Being gone, no, because Whitney Merciless now returns to his natural role. But now they have more where depth. Where he is a lot be, better. They also have the depth to build around, where they can move, shift it in and out. Because they got three linebackers and Brendan Scarlett, who's who's so, decent, but I think they he don't they don't want him to be the every down linebacker. So Whitney Merciless was on the fast track to either getting traded or cut by the end of this season. Now yes or no? Yes. They're probably working to make a deal work now because I think he's a free agent after this season. Then I would re-sign him if he plays as well as he did a few years ago because pre-Clowney, Whitney Marshall was one of the best pass rushers in the league. Would, I mean, it was and really, I'm willing to say that. He was really good. Technically, but it's technically it's, it was... It was when Clowney was here. The issue with, with Merciless is that his stats primarily came from... Uh, if you look at it, like his pass rushing stats mainly came from AFC South opponents during those his best years. Which, that's, fine. that's all you need in the AFC South. You just got to beat them five out of the six times, which the mm-hmm. Texans did a lot, which kept them. They won back to back. They've won three of the last four AFC South because they've been able to dominate the division when they could. And I think this year they're looking at a similar situation. I don't think Titans are are a mess. They yeah. they're worse off than probably anyone. Yes. <clears throat> Especially because I think Mariota sucks, and I don't know so how do Tannehill I. will do for him. Maybe he'll step up. He probably up. won't play for him. And then I think Nick Foles, he's never succeeded outside of Phil in his career. Yeah, Jeff Fisher is his coach. That's fair. Something but to be said for that. I don't – that offense hasn't done anything to prove – I think the offensive line still kind of stinks, in my opinion. Agreed. And I don't – Leonard Fournette – Probably won't help a lot. Uh, Fournette's actually, I'm. He's in the best shape reading, of his career. Yeah, I was going to say, after right. reading a bunch of stuff about him, if he stays healthy, I think he'll be really good. Um, that, off, that wide receiver course stinks. The Jacksonville Jaguars are the third best team in the division. Yeah. I think the Colts are still the best, but I don't, I'm, it really just depends on how. The thing is, you have through in that division, you have three question marks on what the quarterbacks will do and how they will perform with the team around them. And then you got Deshaun Watson, who you'll know what you'll get out Who's of. Who's an elite quarterback in the NFL. I'm willing to Very say that. Very close to elite. He's an elite quarterback in the NFL. I don't know if I'm ready to say that. But I I'm think, ready to say that. But I think if you look at the well, the most important position is quarterback. And if you can, you look at the other teams of the division, your question mark, how's Brissett going to play? How's Nick Foles going to play? Is Mariota or Tannehill going to be good enough for this t- for that team to be 9-7 and make the playoffs again? Doubtful. But, and then you got, you just have Deshaun Watson, national champion. He's been really good so far in the NFL. He finally has protection. He, he led an eight-game win streak last year. It was probably nine or ten, I think, when it ended. Yes, they lost Lamar Miller, but I think they'll be just fine on offense. I think Duke Johnson helps in the pass game. They really, The thing is they needed a guy that can run, too. Duke Johnson's not much of a – you're not going to give him a ton of carries. Throw game. the rest of our picks for the next two years of the Chargers from Melvin Gordon. <laughs> I don't think there's any market for Gordon. We'll no. get into it in a minute. Yeah, we will. And I think – uh, honestly, like Gabe said, I think I'm more excited about this Texans season now that they made this trade because mm-hmm. the only reason I didn't want to watch is because I know it's going to turn out. It's going to be there's Sean Watson holding the ball half a second too long, and it's going to be his fault. 
But I think if he had better protection, he wouldn't need to hold it. He could hold it at a half second and let the play develop. Because that's what he's good at, is letting the play develop. But he can't. I think I gave him a lot of criticism last year mm. for taking Deserved. He had a lot of time where he should have thrown it away, but I think you also got to look at most quarterbacks of his skill set and of his level of play would be able to let the play develop and survive longer in the pocket. So just taking a step back and looking at the larger picture with the Houston Texans next year, Deshaun Watson, their main problem last year was the offensive line, which with Laramie Tunsil now starting at left tackle. defensive back. And yeah, and defensive they, they back. Really I, they shaped they that up still, again. I don't know. I don't think they've fixed that up yet. That's I, their I, one glaring it's, it's problem. It's not fixed, but it's they've made the moves to possibly fix it. I think sense. now their biggest need is not offensive line. It's defensive secondary. But just taking a look at the good, offense, you have receiver depth, finally, with Ke- Kenny Stills. And if Kiki Kuti is healthy, that is one of the best receiving cores, if not the in football. Oh, and yeah. I'll be willing to say that. You have mediocre depth at running back, but you have enough to get by. I think Kenny Stills returns kicks. Maybe. This year? Maybe. I, don't, I can't remember if he did in my I, I wouldn't hate it. I, th- I mean, I don't want... I rather than... I think they still have uh, Carter on the roster as the five. They do. do. They do. And that's probably um, what they have him going to be doing. I w- um, then they have an elite quarterback in the NFL. I'm willing to say elite because if you're going to sit here and you can tell me five quarterbacks that are going to be better next year, I'll... I won't consider them elite, but there's not five quarterbacks. They have soft hand that are be tight ends, too. They, they have good tight ends. Um, good catching. But then the offensive line, just from left to right, like their left tackle was their biggest need. They got an elite left tackle in Laramie Tunsil. Um, the left guard. Left guard, you have guys that are uh, their first-round pick, Titus Howard. I think Titus Howard's going to end up yeah. playing at least some They drafted him to be a left tackle, but apparently he's a lot better at left guard. So now you can focus on that and not do what Bill O'Brien does and shuffle his linemen around. This I think for the first time in the Bill O'Brien era, you actually have structure in that offensive It's line. the first time that a GM has handed him the way to actually have a good offensive mm-hmm. line. And he, then, this year, the, and the center, Nick Martin, had a struggle in the mm-hmm. preseason. Uh, Fulton's a better center and probably will end up starting at some point and Nick Martin doesn't pull it together. So Fulton's going to start at uh, right guard. He'll probably move over to center if this doesn't work and Sharkin will move to right guard. And, yeah, maybe. And then um, Chantrell Henderson, if he stays healthy, he'll Which move he to probably right tackle. Which he probably We'll see. I mean, but even then, they have a solid... They essentially get three or four new faces in the offensive line. They also have that Roderick Johnson who's starting yeah. to show some promise. So he'll yeah. probably play a swing tackle backup for both guys and probably be that six six O-lineman on the field guy. That they, One of the best part of all of this? Yeah. No more Julian Davenport. <laughs> no more Martinez Rankin. That's true. Martinez Rankin this got traded for Carlos Hyde. I think Honestly, I think Rankin was a good player, but I think O'Brien did what he did best and shifted him around too much. Yeah. He, he was a, Everyone knew coming out of college he was a guard. He was a guard. He was a guard. He wasn't going to play well in tackle in the NFL. So the Texans did what they did best and changed a guy's mold like they did Lamar Miller, which yeah. really sucks for Lamar Miller because he finally, finally, he finally reached, especially last season, he reached the right play style. He finally started to play under how he, how this offense is catered to him now. And I didn't know he's top five rusher since 2015. That's because they've given him the ball so damn much. Yeah, I mean he's been running to the ground, but especially those years when they had no quarterback. They hit Oswald. Let's just give him the ball. Hope for the best. Yeah, that's what Bill O'Brien does best. Um, Speaking of running backs, <laughs> yeah, that Speaking we, of aging running backs nearing the end of their career. Uh, Lashawn McCoy got cut by the Bills. It was rumored yesterday post after I'm going to cut is I think it was the Chargers, Eagles, Patriots. Was it the Chiefs were the fourth team or did they yeah. just come out of nowhere? They were the fourth team. Okay. And those were the four teams buying into him. I think the Eagles would have been tough. I think that was a tough decision to make. They had too many guys on the roster that are already fit the skill sets that they need. Patriots are running by, by committee. Who gives a care? Who cares at all? Chargers is like, I mean, if Gordon doesn't come back, they're screwed. So they need. I wouldn't say they're screwed. Austin Eckler's a good. He good is. Back. He's a good backup. But I think they need it, the, the way the Chargers run. They need a guy that agreed can the bolt too. I don't think Austin Eckler's a three down back in this league yet. Not with his current no. skill set. And then I think he decided to land with Chiefs, which for fantasy owners of Damian Williams and others on the roster, it's very... Damian Williams is still going to start. He is, but I think it's going to take away some red zone carries, some pass catching. I'm okay. I 
as a Darwin Thompson fantasy owner, I'm quite upset and nervous about this. But do you, you never expect your your picking up Darwin Thompson was like the Chiefs have have had one guy on the roster step up every year yeah. for the, since, and he could still be that guy. Apparently, he, he's really hard to keep off the field, so I'm okay with that. But as a uh, Singletary fantasy owner, I am thrilled that LaShawn yeah. McCoy got cut. I'll, Devin Singletary's going to be the real I'll be interested to see how Frank Gore's used now. More, cause I think Hopefully not. He will be. It's going to be somewhat. He'll probably vulture I, some touchdowns because he's, he's still playing out. in the NFL. Because he has to pass like 14,000 yards or 15,000 yards. I forget who it was. I was watching, I think it was the Rich Eisen show. I think it might have been Barry Sanders the other day. said that he doesn't know if Frank Gore is a Hall of Famer. Oh, which is absurd. He is. He's definite. He's a definite Hall of Famer. He's played for so I many just teams. I want to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, he has. He's been decent with every one of them. Oh, yeah. He just want to throw that out there, though. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know. I think it was the, for the Chiefs. If I think LaShawn, with especially how they rotate running backs, especially with they have a good cast of characters now, mm-hmm. and I think it'll be interesting to see how he's used. I think with how I think Andy Reid knows exactly what he's getting out of everyone, so I'm yeah, not really worried. I agree, and I think if nothing else, LaShawn McCoy he was like what four million dollar base salary. If yeah. nothing else, he's a mentor to some of the young guys there. I mean, Which I think, $4 million is not that much to pay for an experienced back who can essentially shape the future of your uh, franchise yeah. at he, running back. He's a good pass catcher, too. Because the future of the franchise is Patty Mahomes. Oh, uh, yeah. Are but, you sure it's not uh, Chad Henning? Oh, you know what? Chad Henning's really exciting. Yeah, he's is, definitely Is he better. their backup? Yeah. All, all sarcasm. He's their backup? I think he got hurt, and he's not currently because he's on the injury uh, but he was. Brian Hoyer's available. Go after him. Chad. Never forget when playing Gabbard got benched for Chad Henney like six different times. Hoyer the Destroyer. Give him a call, Andy. So the reason why the Chargers were wanting Mr. LaShawn McCoy this offseason or the last day was because they're, they've allowed Melvin Gordon to start seeking trades. But I don't think he's – Never, I think the Chargers were never worried about him getting finding a trade partner because there was. I think he honestly. They, I don't think he'll get traded. No, I, I know you don't think so either. Uh, you just don't see it. You don't see elite running backs get traded in the, the NFL. It's not that it's the Chargers. The thing is, nobody want Melvin Gordon has his price tag so high. Nobody in the league, who, and the only way he wants to be traded is if he signs immediately, signs that extension. Mm-hmm. And nobody in the NFL has said that's your price tag and it's worth paying. And yeah. so the Chargers were like. Go seek your trade and try to find somebody. Their hope was he'll come back and nobody would advance it because nobody wants to pay that. Maybe it still happens. There's a lot of hours left. I don't know. I don't see anybody, A, paying that, or B, trading for Melvin Gordon. I don't know what the Chargers want from him. A lot, I assume. Probably. I think the Chargers' main goal is to make him realize what his true value is. and like Go down a few pegs, drop a few mil off both for mm. both years or the last couple of years and then it's like I when the Melvin Gordon trade stuff it's like there's no way he was getting traded ever no. and I, I think the Chargers I think they need him to be a top level team in the AFC contend with the Chargers in the West or the Chiefs, the Chiefs in the West I completely agree I don't think they could contend I he think they'll still be offense. they're still a playoff team without him but they're not contending for the West it's a wide, I don't know if they're a playoff it's team a wide without open him. AFC. It is. I don't know if they're a playoff team without him, though. You got a... Uh, I think you got... This is how I think it's going to go. You got two AFC East teams in the playoffs this year. You get... I a, think you're out of your mind. No, I'm not. You got two AFC East teams. Uh, I think... I don't know if it's going to be one. I think it's one AFC North team, the winner probably. I think they're going to beat up on each other all year because there's a lot of good teams. Say so we will. I think the Ravens are still a talented enough team to knock off the Browns and Steelers. Do you think off the Bills field. are going to make the playoffs? It's not the Bills. It's the Jets. I don't think the Jets have a chance of making the playoffs. Oh, they do. They're a good team. <laughs> I think Darnold's going to be really good this year. I don't know about that. I mean, I'm not saying Darnold's not going to be good. I'm not saying that at all. Adam Gase is a good. Coach. I think it should be the Jets or the Bills, but I think it will. I think it's Adam Gase is their head coach, right? Yeah. Okay. I like I, Adam Gase. I think the thing is the Jets have a good defense. They have a running back that they can lean on. I don't think they're a playoff team yet. 
Not yet. Maybe next year, not this year. I think they're going to succeed when this all shakes out. So, okay. L- let's go through this quickly because I-, I know we have a little time to flex with. Who do you think of the – who wins the North? I want to say it's the Browns or the Steelers. You don't think the Ravens have a shot? Not in the grand scheme. Okay. So, Browns or Steelers, take yeah. your pick. It's either going to be um, two AFC teams or three AFC North teams in the playoffs. I don't know about that. See, I'm not even going to ask about the East because we all know who's winning that. It's going to be the New England Patriots, like it has been for the last decade, um, maybe more. Um, AFC South, it's who wins it? Probably the Texans. Texans, okay. The makes it out. Um, and you think the Chiefs win the West? Chiefs and Chargers are in the playoffs with each other. Okay. So you think the Chargers and the Jets are going to make the playoffs? In the AFC? Yeah. I think out of all of the four runner-ups in the division, the Jets are the least likely. I think I don't even know if they'll come second in their division. I mean, the Bills you, are a good team. The thing is... For what it's worth. I don't... The AFC North won't be won by an 11-1 team. I don't know about that. Or, I think at most... It'll be it'll wins. be a 10-win team, probably. I even think, then, I, I think the second place That division's team, very close... There's three teams in that division who are really good, and then they get two free wins with the Bengals. I don't know. I I pick. I always pick one team to be my hot young team that's going to do. Well. I think it's going to be the Jets. I think I like Darnold. I like their receiving core. It's gonna I think be it's going to be the Colts. The Colts won't make it. I think the Colts and the Chargers make the playoffs. I again. I if there's if, if there's the Chargers any, get Melvin Gordon. If there's back anyone by week that one. gets in over anyone, it's going to be. It's going to be an AFC North. Even then, okay, so where I stand right now, if the Chargers get Melvin Gordon back week one, they're a playoff team. Their playoff team probably maybe win the West. They might, yeah, I, I can agree with they're, that. They're a better defensive team. They're not I can agree with that. But they're not that far um, And then I think the Steelers and the Ravens can contend in the North, and I think the... I think, Char- I think the Colts can contend in the South. Well, you, the Browns could also I don't. I don't see North. any way an AFC East team makes the playoffs. Other I, than the Patriots, obviously, I, mean, I don't. It makes a wild card. Probably pretty weak. I haven't looked at it, but it's probably weak. And I think they're gonna make the playoffs. I think they're a good, good enough team to make the playoffs this year. We're gonna sit down and go game by game. Also, again, the Bills aren't that far off from a playoff appearance. They haven't done much. They're to not. The no, they're not. I, which is why I'm questioning your Jets' decision. I think it. I think it's one of the two. I think it's gonna be close. So week one, right? they play the Bills. Okay. I. They're at home. I think. It, the, okay, there we I, go. Okay, I think, so they're yeah they play the Bills at home, week one. We'll give them a win there. One and zero. Yeah. They play the Browns at home on Monday Night Football next week. I think that's a loss. Probably. So they're one and one. Then they play at the Patriots. They're one and two. Yeah. They have an early bye week, in week four. Then they play at the Eagles, which is a loss. Yeah. So they're one and four. I guess I. They play the Cowboys at home next, one and five. At the Patriots, one and six. Yeah, never more. <laughs> at the Jags, That's two tough, and six. Tougher schedule than I thought. Yeah, at but the I Dolphins. They probably just steal three one and six. In that stretch. They might. Fine, then we'll get uh, four and five after nine Cow- weeks. They'll probably beat the Cowboys somehow. They played the Giants at home. It's another win, so we'll say four and five or five. or five and five or four, four and, six. and six. I think they'll be four and six. At the Redskins, five and six. Five and six. I mean, it's a good comeback. Yeah, Raiders at home. Eh, eh, Who knows? Six and six. (laughs) Yeah, who knows? Fine, we'll say six and six. At the Bengals, seven and six. Dolphins at home, eight and six. six. At the Baltimore Ravens, eight and seven. Yeah. Steelers. Steelers are the last game of the year? No. No, no, no. Oh, wait. Where are we getting... Where did we mess up? Where did you mess up? Okay. Bills week one is a win. You count the wins, I'll count the losses. Bills week one is a win. Browns. L. L. Patriots, L. Eagles, L. Cowboys, L. Patriots, L. Jaguars, win. At Dolphins, win. Giants, win. At Redskins, win. win. Raiders, win. At Bengals win. Dolphins at home win. Even though I, I there's no way they'll win all those games in a row because it's the New York Football Jets. No. 
the thing um, is, I at f- the Ravens' loss. At the very least, I believe Steelers' loss at the Bills' loss. So at the very at least, I think there's going to be. I think the Jets and the Bills will be on the on the, they will be on, we'll be on the, the cusp. Gra- they'll be on the graphic in December that says in the hunt. I agree. I I definitely agree with you. I just don't think either of them make it. I think I, they're too similar. The thing um, is, they're, they're too close to each other. They'll split that series in the season. And I don't see the Jets going on that big win streak. No, there's a game in there they'll lose, and it's, there might be a game they steal in the beginning. So at most they're, they're part eight of eight. the Jets, Mets, Knicks. They're, they're, they can't win that many in a row. No, they're they're eight and eight at absolute best. I think, which is bad for them. No, I think it's a big comeback. I think probably it'll it'll probably be Steelers, Ravens, or Browns. Like. One of the, there's probably one of the North teams, two of the I think maybe the Chargers, maybe the Colts. I think it's more of a, I think there's probably two North teams over two South teams though. Probably because I, I get I I still like the Colts. I don't know how Brissett shakes out. I have a hot take about that. I don't even know how we got where we started with this, but we'll move on to the Melvin Gordon and the Chargers. Yeah. We'll move into the NFC side of things with a similar situation. Which will probably be wrapped up by the time this podcast is posted. Probably. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott been a whole off season, just like every off season for Ezekiel Elliott. It's been a whole thing, holding out all camp. Been if he's going to play this year. Sounds like they've had a lot of discussion. The last twenty four hours, we'll probably get a deal done within the end of the day. This is the smartest thing the Cowboys could do. They got to give him the money. Exactly. I whatever, whatever you feel about overpaying Zeke, I think it's worth overpaying Zeke for. Agreed. With that offensive line, if you if you take, I don't think Zeke's the best running back in the NFL. I think there's three, four, maybe five guys better than him. I think he's up there. I think, he's but he's up there definitely. He's up he's, there. But I think every time Zeke's ever played in his career, he's been. I think if you take comparatively, I think just those games alone, he's been every time he's played, he's played like he's the best running back in the NFL. Yeah, I don't think there. there's been a point in his career where he's been on the field and he wasn't. At least top two. And you know, back. you know the best part about him, he believes it. Yeah, he believes he's the best running back in the NFL, and that's awesome. That's what you want out of a guy, and he is so vital to the Cowboys' success because if you take away him and you put Alfred Morris into that offense, they are done. No chance at the playoffs. They've got a really good defense. This might be the best Cowboys team that we've seen in a while with oh, yeah. Zeke there. And I think the re- reason why they get, I think Zeke's one of those talents where you just got to pay. I think yeah. you, I think it was arguable that the Le'Veon Bell needed to have the same. They needed to pay him with the Steelers. I, mean, I, I think I think, think Le'Veon Bell handled that differently. The Cowboys don't have that luxury on offense of Antonio Brown, which the Steelers ended up fumbling the bag there as well. I think it was more Antonio Brown fumbling himself, but still, the thing is, I I think if they. They could sign Dak to that big contract, but that's going to look bad. I think they sign Zeke to the contract. It's going to look if they could somehow get both of them in. I think it's no matter what what happens, it's good. But they need to focus on Cooper and Zeke first. Get yeah. those both done. Yeah, agreed. And then maybe Dak because those are the two centerpieces of that offense. Maybe the other two can convince Dak to take. A pay I think cut. Dak is one of the least important players in that offense. I think they could fill it in with a different guy that could. I completely agree. Whether it's, I don't know, off top. I think head. if you throw Brian Hoyer in there, the results are not much different. I think they would I don't think Dak Prescott's that think good. I really don't. I don't think they could be a, like an 11-1 football team with Hoyer, but they could no. still be like 9, 7, 10, and 6. Yeah. I, and another problem is Jason Garrett. They're never going to win a Super Bowl with I, Jason Garrett. But Jason there. Garrett's contract's over after the year, so yeah, he's really he on the time crunch. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how he performs in a contract. Year. If Zeke plays every game this year, they'll, they'll make it to at least the divisional round. I, they'll, at least they'll contend for the division. As they well. could. I really like the Eagles. Yeah. The Eagles are still really good. They'll, they'll be very good for a long time. Yeah. Depend, as long as Carson Wentz stayed healthy, which yep. cost them a lot of time last year. Which I guess not really, because him getting hurt actually helped them. Based off how they're performing. Yeah. But I, I don't know the free agents coming up for quarterback next year. They'll honestly will probably end up being like Josh Allen. Because maybe Josh Allen will finally get lucky and not get on a team that wants to just hurt Josh him. Rosen? Yeah. Too? That's who I mean. Josh Rosen's got... Yeah, okay. Josh Rosen's got really bad luck. I the, feel so bad for this dude. He went from the worst offensive line, to, which was why he sucked so much last year, 
to play on with a no team weapons with to a, a team with a bad offensive line and, and no weapons. And lost all its weapons. Well, it's got Devontae Parker and Albert Wilson. Yeah, I, I really like Devontae Parker by the way. And he's not going to start, which maybe it's for the best for his health. <laughs> he should pray Probably. that he's not starting now. I don't understand the decision to start Fitzmagic. I think this year is it was a quarterback competition. Rosen lost. And yeah, that's how it, that's how it shakes out. Whether it's the coaching by the Dolphins not coaching up properly, and him not really having a good honestly, I don't think. That, I mean, the Cardinals coach kind of coaching staff kind of stunk last year. Yeah, in my opinion, they were horrible. So he didn't get coached. He hasn't been coached up at all in the NFL so far. So I think it's it really hurts. So send him to the Dolphins with Brian Flores. You with a defensive coordinator who's never coached in yeah his life. So there he's he's in a. He it's probably about as, about as good as uh, Marcus Mariota getting Mike Vrabel as a head coach. Oh, yeah. Neither of those are going to work out, by the way. Neither Miami or Tennessee and is going to have a good quarterback. Marcus Mariota got really screwed. He was really good his rookie year. He got injury problems. The uh, Mike Malarkey really stunk, and it was not creative at all. And it was very predictive. He lost the locker room. Yeah, he, he was very predictive what was happening. They ran that really bad, let's just run the ball down their throat all day offense and i guess it worked to an extent for like a year made it made, it made the playoffs but mm-hmm. Mario never performed i guess they won a playoff he's game not, i don't think he's a good quarterback no just me regardless um back to the topic I, I think zeke signing him to an extension is huge for the cowboys and it might be the smartest thing they've ever done with jerry jones their own. yeah the smartest thing for the cowboys to do is get zeke and get amari cooper Worry about Dak later. Agreed. Maybe the other two can convince him to take a pay cut to come back. Agreed. Because I think they can, as a trio, I think they're better off winning. I, well, I mean, I think you saw, I think Dak played a lot better as a quarterback last year when he finally got that top-level target. Amari Cooper and him had amazing chemistry so so quickly where I think, I don't think Dak's a bad quarterback. I think he's... Neither do I. I don't think he's a good one. I don't think he was coached up properly. I don't think he's been had much... up different approach to it i think i think so let's bring in kellen moore the guy with no offensive experience into br oc well i mean kellen moore has offensive he played not as a coach yeah i know (laughs) that's what i was going for yeah you can argue he never had offensive experience i guess (laughs) kellen mon was or kellen moore not so your your real feelings are coming out too thanks the uh they're both horrible mon's all right he has talent. <laughs> All right. I don't know where to go from <laughs> Going to Barrel Fire Hot Take. Yeah, I, I got nothing else of that. Shoot. Pew, pew. Start, start us off here, Gabe. Joe Burrow's better than Justin Herbert. Gus Malzahn will either win the SEC or be fired this year. I'll take the latter for 500, please, Alex. Uh, Jacoby Brissett's going to be a real success in Indy. Alabama won't win the SEC West. LSU is a national championship contender and one of the top four teams in the country. Penn State will win the Big Ten and make the playoff. Ooh. Travis Etienne's more important to Clemson than Trevor Lawrence. This one's for you, Brady. Oklahoma won't be a bottom five Big 12 team. Good one. Texans are clear-cut favorites in the AFC South after yesterday. I have nothing else. You want to give one more if you have one? Yeah, I have one more. Uh, Jarrett Stidham is Tom Brady's successor, and he will be better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Going on, we'll just end for the Stidham thing. I think it's very obvious that the reason why Brian Harbert's got because Stidham performed. Stidham's good, dude. He'll be good. He's really good. Whether this is Tom Brady's last year or he's one or two more, I think this might be the He's got two more. No, he's got three more. He's 42 now? He just signed an extension. Yeah, two-year extension, right? Anyway. He's playing until he's 45. Oh, yeah. Any other hot takes you want to jump in on? Or we'll probably get oh, to I really like that Penn State one. That's interesting. I don't think they'll win the uh, Big Ten, but... I mean, to be fair... I think they're the they're second, conf- second or third best team in the Big Ten. Who do you think they're worse than? Ohio State and Wisconsin. Wisconsin's interesting. Jonathan Taylor's good. Is he Heisman, finally? Oh, uh, maybe. If he keeps playing that <laughs> maybe way, Maybe. Was- you know, but I will you know, say Travis Etienne is... Is the Heisman front runner after week one? I, I heard a story a few weeks ago about where uh, OJ was heading in that white Bronco. Where? Madison. 
Because they would never look for a Heisman winner there. Ah, that's good. That's really good. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor was a real disappointment last year, I think. Um, I think the Wisconsin was Remember when Bryce Love was supposed to be a Heisman candidate? He's still in the NFL. No, he's he's in the NFL. Oh, yeah. But he was horrible last year. The preseason Heisman contenders always stink. It's it's like they always fall. Trevor Lawrence week one. He was all right. He was all right. But he's not. Uh, but I don't. Best player in college football, Trevor Lawrence. He will be though. By he will. Oh, he will be. But <laughs> Travis Etienne. He'll step up next week. It's A and M. A and M will be dead in the oh, water. I can't wait. That game will either be really fun or just an absolute. Just once again, I hope it's the latter. I hope yeah. they get destroyed. Anyway, I think that's the uh, the East is the Big Ten. Is it East with Wisconsin? I don't know. It's like the Legends Division I, I think, or whatever the what hell it is. It but is. I think it's the East. There, there's some whatever it is. I think there's so many teams in that division with Wisconsin that can win it, win the comp, win, win the division. I, I mean, I think Nebraska getting a little too overhyped. They almost they lost. are they are overhyped. But maybe I think they still have the best quarterback in that, most explosive quarterback in that side. The only team that's really not, I don't think, has a chance to win the division on that side. It's probably Illinois. Um. It's funny, Illinois is at the top of that division right now. <laughs> I think it's probably because alphabet. <laughs> um, I don't think Purdue has a chance. I like I like Purdue. I don't think they have they lost yesterday. I, I don't didn't they lose to someone really bad yesterday? I don't know. I don't know I think you could, uh, Northwestern's is, okay. You could make an argument for all the teams except for Illinois that it was gonna happen. Not Minnesota. I you cannot convince me Minnesota's gonna win that division. I I don't know. I think it's Wisconsin. I think the clear-cut favorites. And then, don't even get me started on Michigan. Oh, Michigan is so overrated. That's why I don't think Michigan. The thing is, people are going to say Jim Harbaugh can finally beat Ohio State. That town. I don't you, think they you will. You know what we learned last year in Ohio State versus Penn or Michigan? Michigan what? That Penn that Michigan was not talented enough, athletic enough to beat beat. Ohio State. Has that changed? No. Will Will that change by the time we reach week twelve? No. Exactly. That's why I think if there's James Franklin has won the Big Ten before. Yeah. He's the only coach in that (laughs) division right now. I think maybe that's won conference, right? No. Or has a chance. We are we completely forgetting Michigan State. I forgot. I just they're not. They're, they're not going to be that good this no, year. No, they're not. And <laughs> I mean, that look serves at the them right. Reviews. I was going to say that serves them right for those horrible fucking uniforms. Um, I think you know. I don't think Penn State will win the conference or the division. I think they'll be second in the East. It, it, okay, it is the East. You're right. They finally changed the horrible names. I couldn't remember which way but it was. West is Wisconsin, but East, okay. like with Ohio State, they finally changed yeah, East sense, and West. Saying, but... It was like Legends, and I don't even know what the other one was. It was awful. Awful yeah. names. I, for a, oh, I think Penn awful. State has it. For a Big Ten with 14 teams. Well, I mean, better than the Big 12 with 10 teams. Yeah. But no, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not going to count that. Penn State out. They're a good team. I, I, think I, I think Ohio State's better. Justin Fields is the real deal. I think we'll. I think that's game. Well, like that game's probably in week five or six, mm-hmm. and that'll probably that's be like, the game that wins. Or the thing is, James Franklin needs to not pull the James Franklin and lose to somebody that they shouldn't lose to. It's game eleven. That's late this year. Yeah, that that's a tough ending for Ohio State. They have Penn State at home and then at the Big House. They got. They have a tough schedule. Too bad they'll um, win the last one. They have some cupcakes for the next three weeks. Then they go at Nebraska, Michigan State, at Northwestern. At Nebraska game might be Nebraska's. They're they're not. They haven't. They didn't show that they're any good. They'll they'll steamroll Nebraska. I'll tell you. So they go. Uh, let me let me finish this real quick. That they first go half at Nebraska, Nebraska Michigan State at home, at Northwestern, Wisconsin at home, then Maryland at Rutgers, Penn State at home, at Michigan. I will tell you the trap game in all of this is October 18th against Northwestern in primetime. Northwestern's not terrible. No. They're, That's the trap game. I, I just – I really really like Nebraska's quarterback. Yeah, I, I just like 
I, I'm not ready to say I, I like Nebraska and I like Scott Frost. I, I'm not ready to say that they're. But I think that offense, the issue is that defense is only a question. That offense is going to be good. I'm, I'm, Nebraska's not there yet. They're going to be close with Ohio State for at least a quarter. Give it two years. As long as the quarterback, the quarterback they have now stays around, they'll be fine. Yeah, give it two years, and I think then then they'll finally be I'm not fully set on Justin Fields either because – I am, dude. It's a real deal. I, he can play. I knew to see. Him. I knew that he was. I, I don't know. He was really bad in that fake punt against Bama. I don't remember that. Oh, you don't want to remember it. It was the worst play call ever. I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> it was almost as bad as the Alabama fake field goal. I don't think Georgia's all that great. They're the best team in that division right now. I agree. Um, I, I thought it was Florida, and then I watched no. Florida play. Felipe Frank sucks. Yeah, Florida's horrible. <laughs> I don't think there's any. Re- I don't think we have any reason to say Georgia's not the best team in that side. They are. And there's no reason why we no. we would say otherwise. Well, especially with the loss of Tennessee yesterday. Oh yeah. To not see expect that one. Tennessee paid a team a million dollars to come in in the opener and. So it's like their ass. It's like the second time in like, what, like three years that this Tennessee, happened. Dude, Tennessee is just going downhill fast. Ever since they fired Butch Jones. Who'd have thunk? They probably would be all right if they hired that uh, Ohio State guy, the former Buccaneers coach. What's his What's his name? Um, the one that are you talking about the defensive coordinator? Yeah. <sighs> it didn't take long for him to get fired from oh, Tennessee. Was, uh, Shiano. Yeah. Greg Schiano. Schiano man? Yeah, Greg Schiano. Uh, I, don't I don't know. He probably deserved not to come back. <laughs> probably. He's a douche. I mean, is there any other upset you want to mention other than Tennessee? Um, I thought just the SEC, the bottom tier SEC teams yesterday were a complete no, mess. Um, Mississippi State. Mississippi Missouri. State barely won. Did not cover the spread. No, uh, Arkansas only beat Portland State at home by seven. Not spreading. Sure. Ole Miss lost to Memphis. Missouri lost to Wyoming. Ole Miss losing to Memphis. South I think Carolina that... lost. Memphis isn't good. Stop. No, they they were good last year. They were good last year. But I think they're better than Ole Miss still. I don't think that's an upset. I think Ole Miss is just not as good. It's hard to. Ole Miss is banned from bowls, aren't they? Postseason play? Are they... Um, I don't know. Thanks, you freeze. I can't. I, they won't make a bowl anyways. Well, you don't have to make a bowl. If you There's no point to try if you're not el- going to be eligible to make it anyway. Even then. I mean, Ohio State went 12-0 and and they weren't eligible. So that was an accomplishment. For who? Uh, it was Urban Meyer's first year. They were bowl ineligible. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they went 12-0. and And they just had the trash talk all year. We would have won the Natty. Yeah. Then they went and they did win the Natty. Yeah. A year or two after. Um. Other than that, no, there weren't really. Uh, I, I thought the top of the SEC performed pretty well. Auburn looked atrocious and somehow still managed to beat I, Oregon. I feel Auburn, like, who I believe is a mid-tier SEC team. Yeah, the, I think this year, this just always happens with Auburn. Guess Malzahn's on the hot seat again. He was. This is the first time calling plays in like three years. He, he yeah, he took over play calling duties again to save his job. The thing is, don't know if it'll be. He saved. was almost fired. You remember what happened in 2017? Yeah, he was basically gonna get fired if he didn't win like one of the two games against Georgia, Alabama. Yeah, and they still were gonna talk about it. Get fired, you know, if he won one or two. He won both of those. Yeah, and then he went on to then Arkansas's job came available. He's from Arkansas, so they're like, maybe we'll bring him back. Dude, he's exactly like Les Miles. And then he just got more money for almost getting fired. And yeah, like, oh. he's. Like, He's like Les Miles. Except he was able to hold on for another year. Yeah. He probably won't get fired. Well, so was Les Miles, but then he got fired like two games in. Yeah, I don't think Malzahn's going to get fired two games No, in. I don't either. I think he'll see out the season, and then they'll quietly let him go. I really think Bo Nix will be good. I think he has the name of quarterback in the SEC. I don't think he'll be that great. <laughs> don't. I'm not convinced after yesterday. He made a big throw. They were gonna. They were in field goal position, and we're going to win that game I anyways. I mean, true he was 13 for 31. Start well, though. He was 13 for 31. Against an Oregon defense, that's not that good. They had to come back, though. Oregon's a mess. They're, that's like the second best team in the Pac-12, and they're a mess. Oh, yeah. Washington's the only good one. Washington so, State's pretty good. Washington's the only real good one. Yeah. That, compared to the other teams on the other, other side. Decent look good. 
Jones. <laughs> Speaking of Pac-12, uh, USC almost lost last night. I don't know if you saw oh, they that. play? Fresno State. Fresno, they were up like Yikes. they're up big, and Fresno State almost led the comeback. Urban Meyer, twenty twenty. Pretty much. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Helton's awful. I can't honestly. I kind of hope. I, I'd like to see USC I'm here for that. come back. I'm here for that. I need the Pac-12 to be relevant again, so we have more than a Power Four. <laughs> At this point, the AAC is more relevant than the Pac-12. Uh, yeah. Pac-12, this they're going to have another year without a playoff team. Probably. Maybe Washington, if they can do the business. But Washington's Maybe. probably going to lose to some rival somewhere. Yeah. But Washington's a good team. They are. I'm not saying they're a bad team. Oregon's a mess. It'll be a good Rose Bowl whenever they get to it. Probably. Oregon's a mess, though. But uh, Oh, yeah. Are there any upsets you want to mention? Uh, not currently. I, I don't I can't think of one off the top of my head. Another upset. Michigan played were, a little too close. Too yeah. Early, but they blew it up open. Yeah. It's what what you then they play middle Tennessee. Yeah. That's what you'd expect. Um I was really impressed by some of the top contenders. I think Alabama looked good after starting slow. Clemson uh, looked good the other night. Clemson looked as good as you expected. Travis Etienne, again, shout him out. 12 for, he had 12 carries, 205 yards, three touchdowns, I think. A ton. Yeah. He's up there, and you know who else is contending for Heisman right now? Joe Burrow. Joey Burrow. LSU looked good yesterday, but they didn't really, they played. They played a 10-win team. We'll see next week to see where they stand. It'll be, that's probably the first real game of the season. Oh, I can't wait. Because that could go either way. Both teams need to prove that they're. Contending one way or the other. Breaking news: Colts are eyeing Brian Hoyer. Oh, <laughs> not really breaking. Damn. It just it's it's groundbreaking. Yeah, the league should be sure. <laughs> Frank Wright could probably do something with him, but Jacoby Brissett's going to be just fine. Anyways, um, no, I think LSU with their new look offense, they're one of the best teams in the country. I think they're better than Georgia. Probably they better than Georgia, year. better than Ohio State, better than Michigan. I think I think they have a good shot at beating Bama. I, I I wouldn't say a good shot. I think it'll be a lot better game. The the thing with Bama is that's gonna really hurt. I think this might be the year that Georgia's finally good enough to be Bama. Whether I think no that, no. The thing is, I think the loss to Dylan Moses will end up hurting a lot more later in the year than now. I agree. But I, think, I still think Alabama's a lot better than the, Georgia. The thing is with the West this year is there's so many athletic quarterbacks. The, this is the best we've seen in the SEC West quarterback wise in a while. That. I think, I think Nick's has potential still, whether or not you believe it. Mon's good. He's talented. Outside of Mon, Tua, and Burrow, do you, Nick's might be good. I think Nick's good. Who else? I mean, no. I mean, Ole Miss doesn't have anything. Four. Arkansas doesn't have anything. All you need is the top four. But I think that's good enough to make it competitive. I think. I don't think Alabama's going to win this West. Who do you think is? I think it's going to be LSU. You in do? The long run. Interesting. Yeah. I think LSU just... I'm not ready to say that. I don't think you should. I think if LSU's truly fixed offensive line, which is the only step they needed to make in order to finally be able to match up well with Bama. And they need to change their offense. And score like one point against Bama this year, maybe. No, their new look offense is fun. I think LSU's biggest threat to not making an SEC championship might be A&M in the last week of the year. I don't think that'll be it. Any contest, I think LSU will wipe the floor with them. Unless they get screwed again. I don't even. LSU will wipe the floor with them, dude. Okay, where do you stand on A and M and the cups? For for context, A and M had cups with the score of last year's LSU A and M game. They were selling them at the first game of the season. What do you think about that? I mean, it depends. I don't remember what bowl they played. <laughs> Neither do I. And if they, does it matter? The thing is, well, I mean, if they played in a good bowl, they would have put that on the cups. I mean, why? I don't. The thing is, it was their biggest one of the year. It pushed them over the eight and five, I think, or pushed them into a good spot. Nine and four. I don't know. I don't, especially in such the way they won. It wasn't bad. Although that was the best game of the se- the year, and they were the it winners was. of it. So I don't think there's a way that you could say they were the winners with an asterisk. Imagine but. if you had the under that game. <laughs> They won. It's like having the They won the after. Bowl. They were one and three in that game. <laughs> they won once and lost three times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, 
I think it's pathetic, and I'm not saying that as an LSU fan. I'm saying that as a college football fan. Well, I think if you're claiming to be like a top program, you've got the top stadium, you've got the top level coach, you've got the talent, and you trying to finally make that push. Why the hell would you put a regular season score yeah. on a cup like from last year? Texas puts the Georgia score on there. I'll understand. Alabama puts the Georgia score on their cup. I would understand. Alabama and Texas are above that. They are. They would that's never why. do that. I think Georgia, Texas might, because that's that was Sugar Bowl. It's still big enough, but Maybe still, you don't see top programs like you don't see LSU putting the national championship score last year when they beat UCF. <laughs> <laughs> There's levels to this shit, and with A and M doing that, they just prove that they're but not a top. program. I also think A and M knows their market that they <laughs> their fans are dumb enough. They're to appealing to buy a bunch of cult, he, yes cult and members. If they sell some. Some shit like that, they're gonna get. They're, the people will come and buy it. Shit, because they don't cups. have Heisman winners to advertise. They don't have national championships. They have to advertise. Heisman winners, but he's probably under a bridge. Maybe he's not a very good guy to advertise. He's been alright the last couple of years. He hasn't done too much. <laughs> he's wrong. getting better. He might play the XFL. I like Johnny Football now. Still hate that he went to A and M because they don't deserve him. But at the same time, they absolutely do. I think Mond has the potential to be a Heisman candidate for at least the first few weeks. You're cut off. He'll fall off. He what time did you start drinking this no, morning? No, he, he won't be there for long, but by the, I think he'll be there at least until week three. <laughs> Who do they play the next two weeks? Well, they play Clemson next week, which oh, I, think, yeah. I think that game could either be good they're, or bad. No, like they're going to get run over. It really just depends, I think. Clemson by at least two touchdowns. Yeah, that's still kind of close. Because you never, with two touchdowns, I mean, maybe if it was like four touchdowns, like they'd have just scored a few later. Do you see a bunch of A&M fans were trying to get that game moved to College Station because of a potential of a hurricane? It would If anything, they would just cancel the game. It's out. Of, it's out of conference. Who cares? Yeah, that game would not be rescheduled if it gets. It'll be rescheduled for next year. Even I don't even like all the A&M fans want it moved to College Station so they'd have a chance. They wouldn't even have a chance in College Station. Not not with Trevor Lawrence as quarterback. Trevor Lawrence didn't Kelly Bryant beat him last year? Yes, but I think there was some screwy fan. I think they they did this. The shitty fumble out the end zone. Which there I was, like. but there was there was also a really bad call before that that they didn't call in Clemson. No, I mean, or that I, went A&M's I really don't way. remember. It, they canceled it out. I remember watching it. It was a really bad call that screwed them in just, the end, but it evened out the officiating. We mistakes. all agree, Keller Bryant's not good. <laughs> it's not awful. He but. held them, held that Clemson team back. Oh, I agree. Trevor, I think, Trevor Lawrence, the real deal. Oh yeah, there's no I, debate about that. I think they're still a step ahead of most of the teams that are going to contend for the playoff this year. Clemson. Yeah. I. Who's your top? Who's your playoff right now? Playoff right now, like if the season ended right now. Like, maybe like. Or like, who do I think team? the four best teams are in the country? I don't. Who do you think are going to be in the playoffs? That's what I'm asking. I guess. Um, Alabama and Clemson. Yeah. Those are, I think those are a lock. I think LSU gets in. I don't know if we get two SEC. What? I think we get two SEC teams again. Did you see last year? Last year was wildly entertaining. Was there two last year? I think so. No, there wasn't. Georgia? Georgia. No, Georgia. It was Notre Dame. It was Notre Dame, Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Notre Dame could probably sneak in again because they're like six. There's two right SEC now, teams the year before, and it ended yeah. up being really good. Because they both made the final. I think, it, I think if LSU only loses to Bama, I think they get in. It only works. I think I do especially think, if A and M stays decent enough to be ranked. I do think they're one of the four best teams in the country. I'll say that. Um, and either, I think it's either Texas or Ohio State. I think my four is uh, based off. I think Alabama won't win that West. Okay. Just based off that take. Okay. LSU, Clemson, Texas, Penn State. Texas or Oklahoma. That's Penn interesting. State. Yeah. I I think Texas Oklahoma is the biggest toss up. Um, same with Ohio State. I don't know if Oklahoma's a bottom five Big 12 so, team. I don't so know. let me Maybe. ask you this. So playoff rankings aside, who are the four best teams in the country in your mind right now? Probably Alabama, LSU, Clemson. I don't know. Georgia? Georgia Ohio right State, now. Texas? I think Penn State. I think there's a clear-cut three at the top. I think there's three, and I think... And, which is do odd. Do you have an argument for Georgia to be there, too? But I don't know. I don't think Georgia's not going to finish the year in the top four best teams. But I think as of right now, I would say Georgia's four. I can I can agree to that. Because I, I think Clemson's number one, Bama's number two. I I really think LSU's the third best team in the country. Yeah. 
I don't uh, know if there's teams other than Alabama and Clemson who could really. I think beat by them. the end of the year, we, especially with next week's Texas LSU game, we might see Texas. Yeah, I can see Texas, there. and I, I think Texas Penn, has an argument I, for four. I think Penn State will win the Big Ten, and I'm going to stick. Interesting. By that. That's I'm still I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think Ohio State will win it, but I could see Penn State winning it. Yeah. I just don't know enough about what they have. The thing there. is with Clemson, they have new competition in the ACC or AAC, ACC, right? ACC. Yeah, I always fuck it up. Who? Uh, it's the Return of the Mac, man. What? Return of the Mac. What do you mean the Return of the Mac? Return of the Mac. The, the Mac Conference? No, the Mac. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Mac. Oh, Mac Brown? <laughs> oh, stop it. You had me confused there for a second. You got... Your brain was destroyed. I, I didn't know what you were talking about. I was about. talking about the ACC and you're like, Mac Conference? I thought you, I thought you were being... I, I thought you were talking about something on their schedule. No, a two and nine UNC team from last year, two and ten, whatever the hell they were, doesn't pose any threat. Hey, they won yesterday. They, they did. They beat Will Muschamp. Congrats. It's Mac Brown though. Will Muschamp, the only part of that Florida team worse than Felipe Franks. <laughs> hey, Will Muschamp. The guy that was on that. Boat oh no, match. no, Will Muschamp wasn't on that team. Never mind. It was Jim McElwain was the coach before the guy who liked to have coitus with sharks and take pictures. Jim yeah, it was Jim McElwain. Oh, yeah. That dude was a clown. Uh, Will Muschamp was the guy that had Florida players blocking each other. Yes, and so did Jim McElwain the year yeah. after. <laughs> it's a, it's a disease there. It's just Florida. It comes with the territory. I mean, I just, yeah. Florida and Miami will never be back. They'll be back, just not anytime soon. We won't. That game was horrible. Oh, yeah. In, I mean, they I were think... the only good game that day. They really they hyped up like week zero of college football. They were horrible. That game was awful. Miami's quarterback was better than I thought he that would That might have been sloppier than the Auburn-Oregon game. Probably. It was. I think, I think week one is probably always sloppy. Both week the primetime games have been really bad over the last two weeks. It's just, I think the first game of the season starting off with a... Like, They've been so bad, they're good, and that's what we love about college football. I love that about regular football. I love terrible games that are just funny <laughs> to watch. Between so-called good teams. You know, I think there's like eight teams in college football who are really the top, and then I think there's a drop-off after that. I mean, I, I think I after... Think it's that high. I think it's like four teams. <sighs> Clemson, Alabama, there's LSU, three. Georgia, Texas, Oklahoma. There might be six teams. That Ohio are. State. I think there's maybe six or seven teams. I think there's a drop-off after that. There's six or seven that I could say will have a chance at the playoff this year. And that's probably it. There's seven or eight. Seven or eight. I think. It's uh, Bama, LSU, Georgia, Clemson, Texas, Oklahoma, Penn State. I think that. I be. don't think Penn State have a chance at the playoff. I, think, I, mean, I gonna, don't I'm think I'm anywhere that. near ready to say that. I think they win the Big Ten. I, I know you do, but... Okay, so looking at it, Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio State, LSU. Don't think Michigan or Florida have a shot. Notre Dame, maybe, just because, eh, who do they play? Texas. So there's eight. Other than that, maybe Washington, nine. Even then, I don't think Washington or Notre Dame is in the class that the other teams are. Fair. Yeah. I, I will say I was really impressed by UCF the other day. They looked good. Yeah, they did. I mean, not surprising. No, it's not. But I mean, considering what they've done the last few years, they again, they depend, they could have a chance at, at least being in the conversation. No. No. The issue with UCF, it's like a three-year no. process where you got to win every game for those three years, and then maybe you'll have a chance to be in just to lose. And they have to win the big bowl games, like they lost to LSU last year when LSU was missing like half their starters. I mean, it is what it is. That game was good, though. It was a good game. LSU tried to hand it to them, and they still ended up winning. Burrow was like half healthy. Oh, God. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. National it. champs. Anything else? And we can uh, mention well, – I think we talked about Josh Fields a little bit. I don't need to mention that. Justin Fields, you mean? I thought it was Josh. Mr. Justin. Whatever. Who I'm thinking of – you were an Alvarez. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, yeah. yeah. You were an Alvarez as Rookie of the Year. You guys were spot on. I don't know if Brady had him as Rookie of the Year, but you were spot on with that. Yeah. I knew. Spot on. 
I, uh, I don't know. I, we I want to mention Hugh Freeze. Oh, was, shout out Hugh Freeze once again. Shout out Hugh Freeze. I love college football. I'm so happy right now. If only he solicited a phone call during the bet. Did you see the video yeah. of the Iowa wave? Yeah. You know how the I Iowa fan? Oh, I did. Yeah. There's a video out there. Great video. Iowa fans wave to the children's hospital. Someone cut the children's hospital out of it and put Hugh Freeze in his hospital bed giving a thumbs up. That was I really, gold. I really wish we got to see Hugh Freeze solicit a phone call while he's on in the hospital bed calling the football <laughs> game. That would have been funny. Yeah, that was. So, shout out Hugh Freeze. Also, shout out Rex Ryan for his comment about feet on Get Up a few weeks ago. Yeah. We weren't here to mention that. I just want to shout out Hugh, or, uh, Rex Ryan. Those are two shout biggest out, football guys. Yeah, shout out both of those guys. They're yeah. Football guys. Some of the horniest football guys around. <laughs> if not the. Definitely up there. I think that's it. And uh, just glad Ed Orgeron's Go Tigers are back. Oh, yeah. Anyway, you can follow the podcast at Commenting on Pod. You can follow me at Gabe H. Journalist. Follow me at Cooper Ice 3 at Fall Brady at VPrat36. And we'll be around next week for well, a for week one football stuff. Yeah, probably a week two college football recap or a week one 12, 12 o'clock, 3 o'clock game recap. <laughs> Goodbye.